June 15th, 2023. We're in Masechet Berachot, Adaf Yod Zayin Amud Aleph. If you count down in the wide, the medium wide lines, 10 lines down, right in the middle of the line. The Gemara is in the midst of talking about the different prayers that many of the Emoraim used to say at the conclusion of their Amidah. After Hamevarechet Amo Yisrael Bashalom Amen, Yehiyul Ratzonim Refi Vechion Avil Fanech Adonai Suri Vechuali. They would then insert what we have now as the Elokai, they would have different prayers. We saw at the very end of our learning yesterday, um, last time the Elokai Tefillah, which was a particular and specific for one of the Emoraim, which over the course of time we adapted as uh, the standard. But the Gemara had many different versions. Now the Gemara branches out a little bit in, with regards to that, but continues that sort of conversation. Says the Gemara, Rav Sheshat, Ki Havayativ Beta'anita. Rav Sheshat, when he was sitting, Yativ means to sit, Beta'anita in a fast. In other words, when he was in the midst of a fast day. That sounds like whether it was a personal fast day or a public fast day. Batar de Masle Amar When he finished praying, he would state the following prayer as his concluding paragraph of his Amida. Now you'll see the marking right next to the word Ribon HaOlamim already. And if you look in Shohan Aruch there in Siman Tavkov Samacheh, Sa'if Dalet, he mentions that there's a minhag to say this on Ta'anit Zibur at the conclusion. Not certain many people do, or maybe anyone, but it is in Shohan Aruch based on this Gemara. Ribon HaOlamim, Lev Sheshat would say, Master of the Universe, it's revealed in front of you, it's exposed to you. During the time of the Mikdash's existence, a person might sin, but then he'd sacrifice, he'd bring a korban in order to achieve atonement. His uh, atonement, his kapara, would come by means of specifically the halev and the dam. You would burn the fats and you would um, sprinkle or throw the blood onto the Mizbeach. And depending on the Korban, but that was, you know, so to speak, we can imagine the standard Korban in such a fashion. Listen to my situation after the time of the Mikdash. Ve'achshav would say Rav Sheshat now. Yashavti b'ta'anit. I just sat, I was just immersed in a fast. Ve'nitma'et chilbi v'dami. And my own fats and my own blood have been diminished. They're not working in the regular fashion. They don't have the nutrients as they should because of the fasting. It should be your will. My blood and 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 halev and fats, which are diminished in terms of their effectiveness in this uh, moment, uh, that should in turn be for you in your eyes. It's as if I sacrifice them on the altar, on the Mizbeach, and you in turn should uh, be able to, um, uh, so to speak, make up with me or forgive me. Uh, the truth is this Gemara, these few lines, liken our own actions as envisioning them as, as the way that a korban would have been brought. It's, uh, to a certain extent, it's reminiscent, it's similar to Ramban Nahmani, among others, his interpretation to what korbanot are in general. Whereas someone like Harambam famously understands that korbanot were a concession of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The people of Am Yisrael were accustomed to worshipping by means of korbanot, but it's not ideal. Borei Olam turned to us and said, well listen, that's what you know, so you can approach me, but let's make adjustments. Ramban Nahmani, in contrast, understands korbanot as the chatechila, as an ideal approach of worship to God. And his interpretation, his explanation to why we would 
or will bring korbanot is that a person's supposed to see every action done to the animal as if it's done to them. Do you follow? In other words, as you slaughter it, he says you're supposed to imagine and feel the pain of being slaughtered on your own because of your wrongdoing. And the blood's collection, the blood's bringing, and the sacrifice onto, and the, the, the burning on the mizbech, etc. That's supposed to inspire a person to change and to understand that they were liable to this sort of punishment, but so to speak, the animal took the place. Rav Sheshat, in likening the fast, which brings the physical side to us, and imagine it as if I brought myself onto the Mizbeach, is very much connected, at least in my mind, to the thought process and vision of Korbanot of Ramban Nachmani. Continues the Gemara, Rabbi Yohanan ki mesayem sifrad Iov. When Rabbi Yohanan would finish the study, maybe the teaching of Sefer Iov, which of course is a book filled with tragedy and difficulty and kind of reminds us of the fleeting nature of life. We won't live forever. There will be difficulties and travails that people will have to overcome. Amar HaKeh, he would say the following. In other words, what sort of, uh, I'm broadening the vision of Rabbi Yohanan. Instead of him just saying it in Sefer Yov, let's imagine it in our moments, unfortunate moments of death, of despair, of difficulty. How are we to, so to speak, come out positively? How can we enhance our life and, and our vision, our avodat Hashem? It seems depressing. It seems downgrading. I'm in this type of situation where someone passes away or someone sick. He would say the following, Sof Adam Lamut He would remind himself and, and be honest with the fact every person will ultimately die. We are physical creatures and beings and every animal in one way or another will be slaughtered or die as well. Everyone will face and meet their demise. Right, that's an initially sobering statement. How would he twist it? How would he reappropriate it to inspire? Praiseworthy is an individual who grows up, who grows themselves with Torah. Their amelut, their toil, their activity is and mind and body in Torah. They do nahat ruach liyosro. The Torah describes how the korbanot would be lereyach mihawach rashi. Quoting from the rabbi says, that's nahat ruach, so to speak, a pleasant odor. Uh, to do something positive, we imagine it as, so to speak, sending up and around ourselves some sort of odor, which is pleasant. So it's a general description of the essence of the person. Vegadal b'shem tob. And likewise grows up and grew themselves with a shem tob, with a positive name, with regard their attributes, their actions, their way of life. Until the end, they decease with that Shem Tov. About such an individual, Shalom, so to speak, expressed, Tov Shem, Mishem and Tov. It's greater to have a good name than to have good oil, fine oil. In other words, wealth is not commensurate to reputation. And for such an individual, their day of death is greater than Yom Hivaledo because their day of death, they can and will look back at the accomplishments, at the legacy that they leave as opposed to the potential at the beginning. The truth is really the expression in this context of Rabbi Ochanan is one to each of us. During times of death, it could be depressing. If we get existential in terms of our thought and we say, oh, but we're not going to live forever, that could bring us down. Alternatively, it could say to you something along the lines of, you know, what they like to say, carpe diem. Take advantage of every moment. Realize you have the opportunity right now. Be able to, at the end, when it's all done, said and done, it's true, accept that. Instead of denying death, instead of imagining you'll live forever, realize you won't. 
Let that inspire you to be most productive in your avodat Hashem, in your growth in a spiritual sense. The Gemara moves from tefilot at the conclusion of Amidah, from a inspiring tefillah at the end of Sefer Yov to margela befume. Margela means like a, a, a precious jewel. It means that fume, puma means mouth. Rabbi Meir, this was one of his precious jewels that he would often say. This was one of his, uh, his expensive or, so to speak, uh, important advices that he would dispense to others. What would he say? Gemor becholevavecha. We're in the midst of studying Gemara, we call that Gemara. Gemara means to study, to learn. You should learn with all of your heart, with all of your mind. And all of your soul. He was imagining HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaking to him and to others. So he would say, God has told you, study, attempt, and endeavor with all of your heart and soul to know my ways. Of course, to walk in the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a mitzvah. To understand His ways is what we derive from the Torah. We derive from living life in a mindful way, trying to understand what it means to be divine. And to spend time uh, within the gates of my Torah, the doorways of my Torah. It should all be through the prism of L'Shem Shamaim, L'Shem Yedi'ata Torah, L'Shem Yedi'ata Shem. Nesor Torati Belbecha. Hold on to, safeguard my Torah in your heart and mind. And fear of me, my awesomeness, should always be parallel your eyes. He's really, a, um, he, he was very much to be Meir, appealing to the different senses, the mouth and the eyes and uh, so forth. And, it's, it's, and the heart, make certain that your mouth, is uh, safeguarded from sin. And he would say that Kivyachola Kadosh Baruch turns to us and tells us achieve tahara, purity and kedusha, sanctity from any ashma ve'avon, any wrongdoing. And oftentimes the way Ramban Nachmani, for example, in his Maharsha in our Gemara, but Ramban Nachmani in Parashat Kedoshim, he explains that that's what Kedusha is at its core. It's beyond the mitzvot. It's safeguarding for yourself, knowing that even though this is permitted, even though having lavish meals consistently, well, if it's all kosher, it's kosher. But distance yourself from that. You can have relations with your wife in a permitted way and an excessive way. Kadesh atzmecha bamutar lecha. Kedusha means to go above and beyond. Misilat Yesharim talks about this at great length as well. Kedusha means, and tahara by extension to a certain extent as well, means being able to say that I'm cleaned and purified and sanctified from even the permitted matters. I've raised myself within a physical world to being, to a certain extent, a spiritual entity, to becoming someone altogether different. Va'ani, Kivyachol, God promises, Rabbi Meir would say, If you rise to the occasion, if you find me, if you bring me into your life, of course I'll be with you in all places. The pearl and the precious precious jewel in the mouths of the rabbis of Yavne, which was an academy of study in Eretz so Yisrael. So what we just said aren't quotes at the end of the Amidah anymore? This is just words of wisdom that are lived by, sort of like Pekavot. Correct. Many of the Mefarshim at the beginning of Pekavot, as a matter of fact, state that these statements are not their only statements, they're not even their only pietistic statements or ethical statements. These were the things that were Margila Befumayu, that's the type of expressions we're finding we in our Gemara. We transitioned from Amidah into this 
famous. Correct. Ani biria v'haveri or haverai biria. They would say, I am a creature. And my friend or friends are creatures. The way Rashi seems to interpret this Gemara is he's referring to Amehar, it's people who are not immersed in Torah. Maharsha and others have a different interpretation. That's a simple interpretation. Rashi, Ani haverai beria. I am a creature and my friend is a creature or my Ani melachti ba'ir, I work in the city, which is easier. It's more accessible. I can go straight from my house into the Midrash. He, alternatively, has it a little bit more difficult. He has to go into the Sadeh. He has to work out of the city in the fields. However, I do realize that we both wake up for our work in the morning. We need to do so. It's an interesting statement. It seems as if this was the Rabbanan Diyavne would be reminding themselves of, of, of being... Um, comfortable, of being satisfied, of finding a certain peace of heart and mind with what they did. And they remind themselves, you should know, the same way he, my friend who works in the fields, in the physical labor, doesn't want my job, so too my mind, my heart shouldn't be in his job. I should find a certain complacency, a certain comfort in what I do. So they would go through the similarities and the differences and say, you know something, I have it easier than him, and he doesn't even want to be in my position. I have to. I, I imagine this was, so to speak, the words of, of reminding themselves they're doing something special and realizing, and it's very important, the positive reinforcement for yourself and for others. What we're doing is significant. He doesn't want what we want, and we shouldn't want what he wants. And if anything, we have it, so to speak, easier. Maybe you'll say, Maybe it'll go to my mind. I'll become haughty. I'll become full of myself. I'm doing it right. I can study Torah entirely. I can know much. The reason he doesn't study Torah is because he wouldn't know much. He doesn't have the mind capacity. He doesn't have the skills. Shaninu, you should know the reason that that's not true is because It's not about the quantity. It's about the intention. Whether you learn a lot or a little, at the very least, with regards to your commitment, if it's l'shem shamayim, that's the Ikar, because Torah is about a relationship. Torah is not just about knowledge, not just about the skills or the, or the, uh, the, the, the ability to have novelties. It's about committing yourself and connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And as a result, he, he and they were building themselves up in Yavne and saying, we have a certain merit. The ones in the fields are losing out on that merit. We shouldn't be um, envious of them. It kind of reminds me of what we say during a seal. Like Rashi's reading of this is very similar to that, indeed. At the end, siyum we have anu ashma amilim ve'am amilim, anu amilim makabelim sachar, hem amilim ve'am makabelim sachar, and so forth. It's a reference to comparing ourselves and self-justifying or reminding ourselves positively about the merit that we have, and don't think that they couldn't. Oh, they're just neglecting it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Margela befume de abaye. Abaye, we transition into his margela befume. arum A person should always be sly, like the nahash arum. Uh, you think the nahash arum, slyness, uh, uh, cunning of uh, uh, approach is, is negative. That's terrible. No, not if it's biyira. If it's to enhance your yirat shamayim, you should have every trick in the book. If it's to grow your awe in the presence of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Go through every mechanism, every tool at your disposal. Ma'ane rach, u meshiv hema. 
you should answer softly. You should be able to respond to, to anger. Excuse me, you should be able to repress anger. You should have a, a pleasant disposition. Umar be shalom may have by so doing, that's the Pasuk in Mishleb, but by so doing, weak transition. Um, you'll be marbe shalom have If you're soft-spoken, if you know how to repress your anger, you'll bring peace amongst friends and brothers. Ve'im kirova, ve'im kol adam, and with relatives and anyone else. Va'afilu im goy bashuk. And the truth is, this should be your approach even to uh, Gentiles, even people who are not in your inner orbit, out in the marketplace. Kedeh. This will all be a fulfillment of You'll be beloved above, meaning Ta'akadosh Baruch Hu, and you'll be pleasant. You'll be uh, you'll, you'll be a, a person that people look to positively in this world. And you'll be accepted by the people. There's a Mishnah in Perkevot, very similar to this, about how you're supposed to search and seek in your own life for a certain congruence, a certain connection and symmetry between uh, the Mishnah talks about it being positive and as well as to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's supposed to be with the Biryot and your actions in terms of connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu should not preclude um, a positive social engagement. Amru alav al-Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai shelo hiktimo adam shalom me'olam you should know Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai lived up to this mandate, to this perspective of Abaye, and he always greeted everyone before they could greet him, even a Goy Bashuk, even Gentiles out in the marketplace. Imagine the circumstance. Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai was the, capital T, Gadol Hador. He was the greatest of the rabbis, of the dignitaries amongst the Jews of that generation, and instead of people letting come, letting him allowing people to come up to him, he always greeted them first. I mean, there's a lot to be said for that. The ability to greet others, to go out of your comfort zone, and put a smile on the face of another and change their life, it's uh, sometimes it's it's unspeakable how. Often we neglect doing this. We have the opportunity when people enter the synagogue on Shabbat, when we come in contact with people that we don't know in the supermarket, when we're in business, any of these circumstances, and we consistently fail at it, myself included. But uh, just uh, some time ago on Shabbat, there was a man who was in the Knis on Shabbat, and he expressed to someone after, after Tefillah, although he was from Israel, although nobody knew him, there was one person the whole morning who said Shabbat Shalom to him. Not even a conversation, one person said Shabbat Shalom to him. It's difficult to wrap your head around that, especially when Rabban Yohanan ben Zakkai is modeling the complete and utter opposite. It's not about your self-dignity and honor. Your self-dignity and honor will be expressed and felt and manifested when you're able to turn to others comfortably and accept and, and include them. Margela befume de Rava, the Gemara continues, Rava, the precious jewel in his mouth, would be, Tachlit chokma teshubah ma'asim tobim. What's the purpose of Chokmah, meaning Torah? It's to bring you to repentance, Teshubah, and Ma'asim Tobim, and positive actions. The truth is, with regards to Teshubah, it's always been uh, important to me, the fact that the Chachamim, Rashi cites in his commentary to the Torah, that they imagine that we came to Ma'amad Har Sinai in an act of Teshubah, which sometimes could be, you know, just, it, it doesn't seem to match up for us. Ma'amad Har Sinai is about accepting the Torah. It's about mitzvot, mitzvot, actions. It's about thought of Torah. 
It's about Teshubah, which is feelingful, emotive, and hard, and connection. That's right. The vision of the Hachamim is Torah is expressed best and fully through a connection like Teshubah, through Ma'asim Tobim. It's not just cognitive. It's not just in our mind. In fact, it was the words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Moshe, that when I'm going to take you out of Egypt, what are they going to do? Ta'avdun Elohim. You're going to worship the God on this Har. And you're going to worship me on this mountain. Which means, so you're not just going to accept the Torah. It's going to be an experience of connection. It's going to be an experience of Avodah. That's what Torah, that's what Chokmah is all about. He gets more expressive. Rava, Shelo Yehe, Adam Korev Shoneu, Bo'et Be'avivu Be'imo, Brabo, B'mishe Gadol, Mimen, Be'chokmah, Minyan. You should know it's tragic and make certain that it doesn't happen. A person who studies, who learns Torah Shbichtav, he Shonei, he learns Torah Shbalpeh, and then he kicks at his mother and his father and his rabbi or someone who's greater in, in wisdom than him. And that's a person who didn't understand that the tachlit, the purpose of Torah, of Chokmah, is Tishuban Ma'asim Tobim. That's a person who left it all up in their mind and on their arms and legs and outside of their heart. What's the reshit chokmah? What's the, the true essence, the highest level of chokmah? The derasha in the Gemara is that the pasuk in saying le'osehim, lechol osehim, is teaching me that the uh, the performance needs to rise above just mechanical. It can't just be I know I need to do this. It needs to be done lishma. What's lishma? We'll talk about that in a moment. But that's the expression over here. That's the understanding. Chokmah Torah is to bring me to maasim, to actions, to thoughts, to approaches which are purposeful. Anyone who does it inappropriately it would have been greater had they not been created life is laid out in front of us for purposeful positive expression through actions thoughts and words what does it mean lishman lishma rashi and tosafot on our Amud side from a Gemara Masech Pesachim and Dafnun, the Gemara over there has a famous statement of Rav that Le'olam at all times a person should immerse themselves in Torah Mitzvot Shelolishma Shemitoch Shelolishma Balishma. Even if you're doing it for the wrong intention, well, you'll come to the proper intention. How do you square that with over here in our Gemara where it says anyone who's doing Shelolishma with the wrong intention, Noach Lo Nivra? Rashi and Tosafot similarly suggest. That the Gemara, when we talk about over here, Shalolishma is talking about a real negative side. Shalolishma is Alminat Lekanter, it's to put down others. Shalolishma Masechet Pesachim, which we say, okay, listen, it's not ideal, but it's okay. That's when you're doing it for your own honor, for your own respect. It's very Miduyak in our Gemara. Where are they coming up with that? Well, our Gemara said a person shouldn't study Torah and then be Bo'et, Be'avivu, Be'imo, Mishkadom, Menobachokmao, Be'rabo. In other words, if it comes out in a negative against others way, that's where it's inappropriate. That's where it's noh nivra. If it just comes out in terms of promoting yourself, it's not ideal, but it's not noh nivra. So it's not one of one of them is it's neutral and the other is bad. They're both bad, but which is worse is what we're trying to say. I mean it's it's hard to call if the statement is it's hard to call it bad as well. But it's not neutral. It's not like it's not I'm neutral. doing it. It's not ideal. That's for sure. It's not ideal. It's a, it's a, um, we're supposed to envision it as a, as a mechanism, as a way to come to lishma. But, alternatively, if it's lekanter, if it's to put down, it's asur, it's inappropriate. So it's, it's, it's yourself versus others is the, is the main point. Yes, yes, very much so.
Okay, that's what we have. And now there's a debate. Um, we just this past week or two weeks ago talked about it in the Misilat Yesharim class. Harambam has a tissue. But there's a lot of conversation. Nefesh Hayim and Sha'ar Dalid talks about what it means, Lishma and Shalot Lishma as well. He has a different definition, as does Misilat Yesharim. Nefesh Hayim, which we mentioned just briefly, he says Lishma means Lishem HaTorah. He quotes from some of the Mefashim Masech and Nedarim. So it's not uh, per se uh, something above and beyond what you might imagine. It means Lishem HaTorah. That's it. It's for the express purpose of study of Torah, knowledge of Torah. Okay, says the Gemara Omer, Margela Befume de Rav. There was a, uh, a, a something that Rav, a precious advice and wisdom that he would often repeat was, Lo ka'olam hazeh ha'olam haba. You should know this world is not like the next world. Why is he talking about the next world while he lives in this world? Of course, it's to give you perspective. If we imagine a destination, if we think about where we're headed and understand that as an ideal, it means I'm going to want to make everything along the way feel similar or identical to it. If I know that I am planning on uh, living in Israel, but I'm not there yet, it's going to take me some years, well, my mindset, my way of life, if I'm imagining that's the way of life in Israel, where I should be, in the proper way of conducting myself, I'm going to try to incorporate that into my life already. So if I'm already talking about Olam Haba, it's not to be fixated on a place that's out of sight and out of mind, it's to say, let me incorporate that into this world. How so? How Olam Haba em bolo achila velo shtia? The next world has no physicality. It has no eating, drinking, appropriating, business, no jealousy, no hatred, no competition. Of course, many of these are impossible. You and I can't stop eating. And procreating is a mitzvah. But the idea being, what is my perspective? What's my intention as I'm involved with these things? The competition in business could be positive if it has the proper perspective. If I'm doing it l'shem shamayim, if I'm realizing this is necessary, and I'm going to use it in order to help me transcend and grow greater. Ela, so again, that's that's the vision. It's so out of sight, out of mind. It's so uh, out of this world. Quite literally, it's olam haba. So why am I talking about this? Rav would do this so that everyone would pause before they eat and say, "What am I eating?" If my perspective is that ideally I'm not eating, should I fast my whole No, you can't fast your whole life. Let me understand this should be a purposeful eating. Let me find a way through this eating to make a beracha, to appreciate and to turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to make myself feel better. And that's my perspective that I'll be stronger for Avodat Hashem, etc. Ela, in the world to come, Sadikim Yoshevim Ba'atrotehim Berashehim in that world to come, the righteous ones sit. There's something to be said for that on another occasion. They have their crowns on their heads. The crowns, Harambam and others explain, is the crown of wisdom. As a wisdom, you've achieved and understood wisdom of God, knowledge of Torah. That's what will live on with you. That will be your eternal merit, your eternal connection to truth. And they're getting a certain pleasure, hard to quantify and explain exactly what this means because we're so out of touch with such a reality of Ziv HaShechina. Ziv HaShechina means the radiance of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's indwelling. And he cites a pasuk and it's very telling based on what we just discussed. That's pasuk in the end of Parashat Mishpatim which describes Nadav Avihu and some of the Zekinim who ascended Har Sinai at the time after the giving of the Torah as Moshe went up. And here they are, and what are they doing? They were eating and drinking, and they saw. Now, Rashi, in his commentary on the Torah, sees this as negative. Eating and drinking while you're seeing HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how terrible, how inappropriate. 
And as a result, he quotes from Tanhuma, they were punished later on, Nadav and Aviyu specifically, we know, uh, but the Shivim Zekinim as well, uh, potentially according to the rabbis. But mm-hmm. Nadav and Aviyu means, how were, they, how were they punished for this? On the eighth day, Parashat Shemini, in the Torah, we find that they were punished, they died. Now, it's not to say they didn't do anything wrong then. It is to say it had its seeds over here. The Gemara over here, alternatively, has an altogether different approach. The approach of our Gemara is there was something positive taking place. Their eating and drinking was such that it was, so to speak, a spiritual eating and drinking. It was an eating and drinking which meant satiation from the presence of God. That's how we're envisioning it. That's how we're understanding it. Targum Unkelus, in his commentary, to the, in, his, in his explanation to that pasuk as well, seems to say that it was through the Korbanot. It was, so to speak, a spiritual eating and drinking. Again, that that pasuk being cited in the context of Rav is very telling for what we've been discussing. Instead of just imagining this as something out of this world, understand that our goal, our perspective is even in this world, even when you and I physically eat and drink, and who knows if that's what they were doing at the top of the mountain, but we can imagine it as such. We can be We can bring ourselves to, so to speak, an olam haba existence or a moment of existence in this world as well. That should be our, our, our direction. Each of these margila b'fumayo of the hachamim set forth for us different, um, different details, different aspects of ideal living. Many of them are universal. Most of them, however, are Torah-driven. It's visions and understandings of how to grow your potential as a Yireh Shamaim, as an Oved Hashem, as an individual who's truly an Amel Batorah, who's Ose Mitzvot Lishman, who's Osek Batorah Mitzvot, in the proper way and fashion, because the difference between someone who just does and one who does with the vision of these rabbis in mind, with someone who has the proper perspective, is really worlds apart. It's about realizing and understanding the mindful approach to Chokhmah is with Teshubah and Ma'asim Tovim in mind. The mindful approach to Avodat Hashem is realizing I need to be beloved amongst the people as well. And lastly, but among the many others, the mindful approach to the physicality in this world is to achieve and to realize the Ruhaniyut, the spiritual as well. Baruch Adonai, the Olam, Amen, Amen.